We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along. Let's kind of wrap up the 2023 season of James Madison Lacrosse with our head coach, Shelly Clays, as she joins me now. Hi, Coach. How are you? Doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks as always for coming on. And is it is a strange feeling this week not to be practicing and getting ready for a game? Oh, yeah. I think the um, the cutoff in a spring sport is, is tough. You know, you're not only not seeing the girls at practice, they're gone. Um, and they leave just like that. So, you know, turning around their summer jobs and whatever their responsibilities are, um, outside of the lacrosse world, so yeah, it, it's been a it's been an interesting um, couple of days um, as we refocus ourselves. That is, I guess, I didn't even think about that, especially in the spring sports. School's over, so they they leave, and, and other sports again in the, in the fall and the in the in the winter, the kids are still around. You get to talk to them and, and do everything. So that is, it just kind of does come to an abrupt end. It is. It's um, the lack of closure can be yeah. challenging sometimes. Um, you know, we met as a team um, on Friday, uh, had an opportunity to speak with the, the graduating seniors, got their feedback on things that they think went really well and things that they thought, you know, we need to focus on for the future. And then we let that group go and we retain the girls that are going to be returning. And and we talk and we really challenge ourselves and take a hard look at ourselves as a program to see where we need to to close the gaps um, we want to win that game in the elite eight um, not just compete so you know I think we had a, a nice long conversation and and gives us some re, um, refocusing um, skills for, for the summertime I want to talk about some of that a little bit here in a second we're talking to Shelly Clays the head coach of the Dukes is again they fell to Syracuse in the quarterfinals last Thursday but let's talk about the Syracuse game then we'll get into some of this this stuff but you know you got off to a great start your defense I thought was phenomenal for the first 13 minutes of that game, and it really was for the most part the entire way, but um, you couldn't ask for much better of a start, maybe a couple more goals, but you guys played really well to start that game. We did, you know, I think we got off um, right out of the gate, um, you know, I thought we were showing really strong presence um, all the way up until the goal that got called back from Isabella Peterson. Yeah. Um, they called a charge after the shot um, but the defensive player didn't even have her feet set. So, you know, I think those are the kinds of things in the future as we can get some um, replay, um, the ability to challenge, you know, some of these calls around goals. I think that could be really exciting for the game. Has that been talked about? Because obviously it's starting to become a thing in baseball and softball as well. Is that something that lacrosse will, will take into account too? It is. Uh, the ACC um, tournament this year did allow uh, – replay on goals only um and it was really exciting i mean obviously it's challenging and, and you know there's there's times where you know you, you you may not get what you want um but that's the reality of technology and you know i think it's really exciting for the game um for us to be considering um you know watching the game at that level yeah absolutely that'll be that'll be a big deal you know obviously as a struggle offensively the lowest goal total of the season what did as you look back at the film what what did you struggle with offensively against Syracuse's defense well I think you know we've really never found any assisted game against his own defense and you know we always talk about the balance of being able to generate 1v1s I'm happy that we were able to be aggressive um with you know our dodging game um but you got to be able to move the ball and, and find the assisted game too. It, it, you know, when you're going up against these teams at the elite eight level, they can score, and you got to be able to score one more. So, 
Um, I thought that that created a little bit of a challenge for us. Um, you know, and I we didn't draw a lot of fouls, get on the eight meter a lot. So I thought everything was hard on the attacking end. And, you know, as the game continued to play out, we did compete a little bit stronger in the second half in draws and ground balls, mm-hmm. but we still um, didn't have the ball as much as Syracuse did. Um, so, you know, it became harder and harder for us to, to generate goals. And your defense, boy, they, they, they battled their tails off on, on Thursday. They really fought till the end. They played really well. I think so, you know, to, to only give up 13 goals. Obviously, you know, a few of those goals when we started getting into the fouling game and giving up yellow cards, you know, some of those goals became a little bit easier as they moved the ball. Um, but for the most part, you know, I thought both sides of the ball really, really battled. And, um, you know, defense had been our rock all year long, so it didn't change. It didn't surprise us right. whatsoever that they kept us in the game. We're talking to Shelly Clay's lacrosse coach at James Madison, wrapping up their season. And, you know, coach, as, as you look at just getting back to the quarterfinals with the kids coming back, I'm sure that experience is going to be huge to, to be able to, to have that moving forward because none of them had been there before. Again, you guys hadn't been since 18 to get to that point and now know what it takes. That's going to be so, that's going to be a huge advantage for your kids to have that experience, won't it? Absolutely. You know, I, I think that, you know, it's, I think the 11th time in program history mm-hmm. to get to the elite eight That's you know, almost every four to five years. And that's what you're looking at, you know, being able to return the program with a new crew to that lofty um, elite eight status is, is remarkable. Um, you know, for this team to be able to, you know, retain its top five ranking all season long, and then to be able to generate that win against Maryland to prove that we deserve to be in that, you know, that high um, competing in the Elite Eight and actually competing in the game. You know, the other two games that, um, uh, minus the UNC-Denver game, you know, there were there were 10-goal rules. Um, and so for us to show that we can play for 60 minutes at that level is really exciting for the program. Really proud of these girls. Yeah, no question. And this was, uh, this had to be a fun team to coach. Did they even exceed your expectations? I know you knew you'd be good and you'd compete, but did they even exceed your expectations with just everything and not even wins and losses and getting to the quarterfinals, just, just in general of how this season went? Yeah, I think, you know, we did, we expected, we wanted to be in the elite eight games. So I think we accomplished that goal, but it's easier said than done. Um, you know, we can't do it without the horses. And, and this group of, of women, um, all 33 of them, um, whether they played or they didn't play, whether they were healthy or they injured, um, they were all so committed to um, the team and willing to make sacrifices. And each and every one of them, you know, was so special for us this year. Um, you know, just a, a great group, you know, led obviously by our captains and Rachel Mady and, Casey Knobloch and Isabella Peterson and Lizzie Fox. Um, but, you know, every single person on the team had a role this year. They did, and even talking to some of the, the role players that didn't get to play a ton, they still were very instrumental in what you guys did in practice and just the leadership and everything that you had. But, boy, you lose some uh, tremendous players in Maraid and obviously Rachel in the back end, Lizzie in the midfield. Um, you got, Again, that, that's probably hard to say goodbye to them, but, uh, boy, what special players for your program? Well, absolutely, you know, and when you lose great players, it's an opportunity to figure out who else you have within the, you know, within the program. And, and so that's a great opportunity for this, for this team to be able to rebound and, and find um, new solutions. But, you know, credit to those girls. They came in with, um, 
with a purpose. And, you know, they had been recruited off of seeing Jamie win a national championship, and they came in believing that they could make that difference within the program, too. And, um, you know, I, I think each and every one of them um, just gave so much. And, you know, some of them, obviously, like players like Marage, has an opportunity to potentially play mm-hmm. um, professional. So, you know, I, I love that their experience here at JMU is, is lifting them up and creating more opportunities for lacrosse. We're talking with Shelly Clay's lacrosse coach at James Madison as we kind of wrap up the season. You mentioned Casey Knobloch was one of your captains, and she was instrumental. She practiced with you a ton toward the end of the season. Didn't get to play, obviously, with a knee injury in the offseason, but uh, she's planning on coming back, right? Yeah, she's committed to a sixth year. Um, and, you know, I think that, again, that loyalty that this program can boast, um, it's exceptional. Um, she feels as though she has more in her, and she feels as though she wants to you know, keep her um, talent at JMU, and, and what more can we ask for? Um, she's a great leader. She has great relationships on this team, and her lacrosse knowledge is top of the charts. You know, as the seniors exited and then you were just looking at your returning players, a lot of great talent coming back. You lose some great players, but still uh, the, the cupboard, that's not bare. You've got a lot of talent coming back. I'm sure that's exciting, too, to know that you've got so many key players that made this run coming back next year. Well, it is. I mean, look at what you saw on the attacking end. You know, obviously we had our starting five, um, but then depending on how the game went, you know, we had two to three different offensive players get into those games, and they were able to generate some key goals for us. You know, I think um, the midfield is going to be open, you know. I think on the defensive side, goalkeeping, as well as multiple spots on the defensive end, you know, within our zone, um, there's going to be a lot of opportunities. So, you know, it's a chance for these guys to go home, refocus, recommit to their development, and, you know, see what they have. We saw a ton of, of Maddie, obviously, and Bree on the offense um, the, this past season. Did you like how your your young players did develop? Even though they did, if some of them didn't play, did you like how you saw them develop and practice and go against some of the best in the country? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think um, the pace of the game is so much stronger at the college level and the physicality, um, you know, it's, it's a huge learning curve. Um, you know, so we have just, you know, that, that competitive environment every single day, you know, players like I can remember in the last two weeks, like a player like Olivia Mattis, who is a red shirt, uh, was a red shirt sophomore for us who got limited time, but she was getting better every single day. She stepped out on that field and the chances that she wasn't able to finish in the beginning of the year, she was finishing at the end of the year within our practice regimen. So, you know, just one example, but, you know, from top to bottom, like Caitlin Bowden, excellent goalie, Courtney Quirk, really fiery defender. Um, and then I think players like Maddie Epke and Bree Manella, who got some time, showed that they can really possess the ball. Their skills are excellent. Their agility and mobility is, is fantastic. And, you know, in year one, the ability just to, to maintain possession – in year two, I bet you we're going to get a lot more goals. <laughs> yeah, no question about that. Again, it just comes with some experience and, and getting more comfortable as they continue. But how about in goal for you? Um, you've got a couple kids that will be back. Obviously, you lose Kat and the great year that she had. Um, what, what do you expect? that that Will that be a pretty good competition, do you think, for next year? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll have a newcomer in Emily Evans, and um, she'll really push Adanya and Caitlin. And, you know, I think that um, – 
we have we'll have really good size in the cage. You know, I think Danya really she's a great ball stopper. She she holds really well. She's she's no no longer intimidated by the shots that are coming at her, and her hand quickness has just really improved. And then you have a fiery goalie in Caitlin Bowden. You know, she's just uber quick. Um, she's fearless in the way that she cuts off shot angles. And then she's got that lefty hand as well, like Cat Show can be a huge asset. So I foresee the two of them really duking it out. And then with Emily coming in and giving us new new um, energy, I'm excited to see what happens in the position. You know, you mentioned some of the, the end-of-the-year meetings, the kind of conversations that you had with the team and the, the departing seniors and the returning players. What were some things that, that you maybe got your eyes open to or some things that maybe for, to take that next step? What are some things that you, you guys have to do as a program to maybe take that next step? Well, we're still trying to push ourselves on sick work. You know, I, I think that um, our ability to maximize our talent with the stick in the hand, you know, I think um, outside shots, dodges, getting better with our offhand, um, you know, our, our footwork, our acceleration and deceleration, you know, really kind of polishing up the the details of the game. You know, we have really strong athletes. We have really gritty competitors. And can they take their game to another level? We're talking about little inches. And so that's what we focused on quite a bit is, you know, as lacrosse players, we can help them, we can enhance them, but if they don't have the internal drive to get out there and work on their shot, work on their dodge, work on their footwork. Um, it, you know, it's, there's not much we can do for them as coaches. They, they've got to have it. Um, and so that's what we're really trying to push the program. I, you know, I think our fitness, our commitment to our, our, our ability to move um, has definitely increased over the last couple of years. And, and now we just got to close that gap with the stick work. Can we talk about Shelly Clay's lacrosse coach at James Madison? And, you know, we talk about recruiting for you guys. Um, I was just talking with Lauren Laporte, and it, it, they used to start really early. Now they, there's a rule that you can't. How early do you start to, to talk to kids and, and maybe start to <laughs> start to recruit these, these young ladies? Well, we all have our different rules, and um, we're not allowed to start speaking to a student athlete until September 1 of their junior year. So, yeah, that's the same, yep. So um, we're watching. I mean, I've already started. That's the class of 2025. I've already started watching them. It's been about a year that I've been watching them. I'll continue watching them um, with my staff all summer. And then um, September 1 goes, and <laughs> it's pretty quick what I'm happens sure. after that. Um, Very intense, I'm last sure. Last year, we probably filled that class within a month or two of that September 1 day. Wow. So are you guys done with, with the class for this year? Will you still maybe try and add a piece or two? Uh, no, we are fully committed for two years out. Okay, so uh, th- you're down the road a little bit then. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, 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 a, it's a vicious, you know, thing. Um, and it, like I said, we've been, we've been watching, we've been observing, um, we've been talking to third party. Um, but as soon as we get an opportunity to talk directly to the athletes, things happen. And we're at the point now where we're going up against some of the best programs in the country for some of the best talent in the country. And, and those athletes, 
um, they're ready to decide. They've been working through this all of their life, and they, they're ready. So, you know, at that point, it's just about getting our options, getting our ducks in a row, and then being ready um, ourselves. So it's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, we're doing a lot of vetting behind the scenes, and then once yeah. we can get a chance to kind of talk to the athletes ourselves and make certain that it's a, it's, it's a good connection, um, we go after it. How many do you have coming in for next year? Uh, we have a class of nine coming in. Um, we'll lose nine. Um, right now, these classes are a little bit larger, um, a little bit of still trickling out uh, COVID, mm-hmm. um, making sure that we're not putting ourselves in a position where we lose big classes, but then we have little left within the program. We've got to keep building year to year. So we've worked with our administration to um, have a couple of extra athletes right now as we work through these COVID um, scenarios. We have one last year of COVID um, where we'll retain uh, Taylor Marchetti and Isabella Peterson. That's That's been a challenge to kind of venture through that, hasn't it? I think it's been a challenge on all levels. Yeah. It's a challenge for the coaches. It's a challenge for the athletes that are on the team. Um you know, they all come in, they have their four years, but if people are being retained and don't leave, then the opportunities don't um, come up. And so, you know, I, I think that that's been hard when you have the players that we've had within our program. They've done well. We've decided to retain them, and that means that other people don't get those chances. And I, I think that that's a very challenging um, scenario for a lot of programs right now. Um you know, we haven't then gone in and then shopped through the portal and then brought people in in addition to that, but some programs are doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and the you know, the sophomores and the juniors of the program are feeling a little bit um, lost. And so for us, we're trying to, you know, consider our roster, making sure that our roster doesn't get too large so that people don't feel lost within our program. Um, and then obviously the, the athletes that are getting recruited, um, you know, the, there's maybe some fewer spots because the teams are larger and we don't have as many spots to fill. So I just think it's a challenging environment for everyone, and we're looking forward to getting past these COVID (laughs) scenarios very soon. I I would imagine, yeah, it's been a headache for a lot of different people. How about this class coming in? Is there something that you focused on in this class, whether that be offense, defense, whatever it is? Well, I think, you know, we're always looking for a well-balanced class, you know, when you're bringing in, you know, seven to nine athletes, you know, you're hoping that maybe two or three of them can come in and compete right out of the gate. Um, you know, I think Ava Bleckley is somebody that we're really excited about. She was able to play with the U.S. national team. Um, she did really well with them. She's um, very versatile. She was playing a defensive mid for U.S. national team, but this year she was playing lefty crease for her high school team, Archbishop, who just um, won or competing for another championship. So she's really exciting, and and um, you know I looking forward to seeing that grit. Um, it's the same program that a Rachel Mady comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. Again, that, that's got to be exciting to go up against some of the best teams in the country now in, in recruiting. It's uh, <laughs> it's cutthroat, there's no doubt. But that's now that you're at that level, that's got to be exciting. It is, you know, and it's a it's a huge challenge. You know, uh, academic programs like Notre Dame and Georgetown, and um, you know, but then you have these lofty athletic departments like 
Florida. And, um, you know, it's exciting for JMU lacrosse to be in the conversation and to be able to compete and to be able to generate, you know, the ultimate, which is the yes um, to commit to come and play for us. Well, Coach, it was a fantastic season, an unbelievable year, to be honest with you. Got back to the quarterfinals, but thank you for everything throughout the year. Congratulations, and uh, best of luck this offseason. We'll catch up again soon. All right, Dave. Thanks so much.